My name is Scott Chaloner and you are listening to the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. As regular listeners of this programme will be very aware, part of our mission here at the Leaders' Council is to bring you a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. And to this end, we're joined on today's programme by Ashley Biss, the director and founder of Feather Payroll Solutions, a firm which provides payroll nanny and small business payroll services for businesses and individuals. Um, Ashley, a very warm welcome to yourself this morning. And by all means, thank you for joining us on the show. It's fantastic having you with us. Good morning. Thank you for having me. It's a real pleasure, Ashley. Now, um, I've only sort of given sort of a very brief overview of kind of your business and what it is that you do there. But in your own words, just for those listeners that might not be familiar with you, what would you say that really encapsulates your business in terms of all that you do, just in your own words? Yeah, of course. So the majority of our clients are um, people who employ nannies or domestic staff in the house. Um, obviously, with the um, world that we are today, there's a lot of women now back working. Um, so we are more of a slow employing staff in our homes to just help with the daily tasks. If that be from childcare to admin to cleaning, any of those sorts of things. Um, but obviously, in doing so, we obviously have a legal obligation as we are employing staff. Um, therefore, we need to provide them with a payroll service and possibly um, a contract as well. So. At Better Payroll, the business was um, started with that mostly in mind, just helping out the working mum to get everything in place um, so she could obviously carry on doing what it is that she's loved back in the workplace um, and then we come be there to take care of the admin side of employing a staff member in the home. Yeah, so by no means sort of your typical sort of payroll services provider, that's so quite different. And uh, I'd be yeah. interested to kind of understand sort of what was it that initially motivated you to kind of get into that business? I mean, what was it that kind of made the decision for you that, you know, going and starting a business in this niche was going to be the pathway? Um, so actually, I previously worked for a business that um, was a majority of nanny recruitment. Mm. Um, and so they used to employ people in the home um, and then you'd realise from people employing people in the home they'd obviously then legally have to deal with the payroll so the business I worked for at the time I was just the bookkeeper in-house then um, and it was very much a small thing not a lot of people would actually um, want to use the payroll service it was the majority of people going oh it's fine I just pay with cash in hand it's fine it's not a problem so obviously at that point you're kind of realisation started to click in at that. I think people weren't aware that legally you ha- you are obliged to provide mm. somebody with a pay slip and inform HMRC that you are an employer and legally you need to provide that person with a contract and so forth. So that's kind of where the sort of idea of the business kind of went from to just a small section to bringing it obviously to where it is today. Um, Unfortunately, I did actually get made redundant from that business um, during COVID, um, which is why I then decided to set up my own um, business, knowing that there was definitely a market out there for people that aren't aware that they do need to provide this service to domestic staff in the home. Mm, and obviously from being made redundant going and sort of starting your own business kind of during the pandemic yeah. and doing all of the legwork, um, I can imagine that yeah. you know that must have felt like a great gamble at the time for you. It really was. It was absolutely petrifying of, you know, I'm going to be putting all my eggs in one basket. I have a, a young family as well. 
you know, being made redundant, not really knowing what's kind of going on, um, and going, you know what, let's just see, let's give it six months, let's see where we're at, sort of reassess <laughs> if we're doing the right thing here as a family as well, because um, obviously that's the scariest part of, you know, you're providing for your family and possibly might not be able to if it doesn't work. So it's, um, yes, it was definitely a gamble, but thankfully it has seriously paid off over the last couple of months so I'm really pleased I did it yeah of course so the business itself has not only obviously been successful but you've been recognized as a payroll professional of the year within a year of the business being um, in existence by the International Association of Bookkeepers the IAB so I can imagine that probably felt like a moment where sort of everything that you'd sort of put into building the business, you know, all of the risk factor, that kind of, that, that gamble that we talked about, it all sort of must have felt worth it at that point in time, and you must have been very proud. Yeah, 100%. And I think when you sort of run and open up your own business, it is, although you might have family and friends about helping, it's all very much you. At the end of the day, it's, your, it's you making those big decisions. And then... I had to go and find, you know, what really I needed to do to set the business. And the IAB were uh, an amazing help um, with regards to helping me set up the payroll. Is it's not accountancy and it's not really bookkeeping. It's like a kind of whole separate section, mm. um, which is sort of slowly being recognised. And having the IAB help as well, and then being recognised by somebody who is influential to me of helping me set up my business. You know, it, it was um, it was a lovely thing to receive um, because there is a, a few people out there that do do payroll and it is a bit more of a niche market than what other accountancy firms are doing. Yeah, absolutely. So um, when it comes to sort of setting up the uh, the business, just because um, yeah. a lot of the viewers of this podcast do tend to be of that younger entrepreneurial mindset and you know, maybe thinking of starting businesses for themselves, sort of based upon your experience, would you say one of the best things that you'd say that they can go and do would be to go and seek out advice when they're starting a business and maybe not to do it all on their own and maybe just sort of make use of, you know, resources, organisations that can help them in that way? Yes, and I, I really do think, you know, make sure that you get all the information um, that you need before you sort of dig deep. When I first set up, being, because of your class as an agency and giving tax advice, you actually need to be completely covered with regards to insurance and money laundering, everything, which was a, you know, a whole extra door that you would, I don't even realise when you're working for a business that's kind of done in the background. Well, especially initially when you set up and then it's just keeping an eye on it as you go along whereas the IAB was able to provide that information and help and resources to be able to help you set that up um, it was really important um, but I don't think everybody always knows legally how you do set up a business no, exactly. It is um, a lot, isn't it? And people don't tend to realise just how much there is that goes into no. it up until you come to do it yourself, exactly. So kind of seeking yeah, out Yeah, a lot of people yeah. think, I just need to sell or I just need to do a website. That's really not the case. There is so much more you need to make sure you're doing correctly. If that's insurance, if it's um, legally requesting information from your clients or covering your policy information, your cookies on your website, there is so much more to it than just selling something. 
That's exactly right. And obviously, you've got to put the effort levels in sort of yourself as the individual starting the business in the early days to kind of get everything off the ground. And so kind of managing yourself and managing your time also becomes a challenge. Um, For yourself, Mm, um, Ashley, just sort of um, out of interest, uh, how did you sort of find that process initially, just kind of managing your own time and sort of managing your mental well-being? Because I can imagine that getting everything started, you know, it would have been sort of quite hectic, I suppose. Yeah, it really was. Um, um, And being in the midst of being made redundant at the same time, Mm. it was extremely stressful. Um, You know, we came up with a logo at sort of midnight, between myself, my husband and a friend trying to think of ideas and you, you just don't think that that's sort of not just continuing from working but mentally thinking constantly, you know, going to sleep and going, oh, I have to do this, did I do this, did I do that? What else do I need to do? Sort of searching all the time to make sure that you are covered because I think that's the biggest stress of actually not knowing, am I doing everything right? Have I done everything right? Is there something I'm missing? And even if you say you work nine to five, that sort of information is still kind of going around your head. You go, I need to just, let me just write that down quickly. And it was very difficult to sort of pull yourself away from that and being your own boss of going, well, you know what, I'll just quickly pop on and do this. And mm. I'll just do that. I really tried making sure that I was not going to let it eat into my life, take over, completely consume me, being a mother and a wife and having a home. You know, it just wouldn't have worked. And that's why you want to set up your business you want it to be flexible you want it to work around you um so it's really hard especially at the beginning of stages to sort of say to yourself don't let it consume you don't let it consume you without mm. it consuming you at midnight thinking oh i've done it everything i can so i just made sure that i would stop and not look at my phone after six o'clock and i'd make sure that a weekend i was not opening emails or anything like that and just trying sort of say why did I want to set up my own business why didn't I want to be an employee anymore it was so that I could go and do things with my children and be able to come back um and I think it's just sort of just remembering why you did it in the first place Exactly right. And I suppose these are things that we've kind of really been reminded of during the uh, the pandemic, especially as well, incidentally, going back to when you started your business. I mean, we became so much more aware of, you know, the work life balance during lockdown mm-hmm. and the need to look after our mental well-being. And that's no different when sort of you're running your own business in sort of normal times, is it? I mean, you still got Correct. to recognize that even though you may be the leader, the one at the top, you do have to kind of take that step back as and when you need to. And if there are employees under you that, you know, are looking to you for answers, I mean, sometimes you've got to lead by example and show that, you know, you're also looking after your sort of own well-being as well and that that will encourage them to do the same. Exactly. Um, I completely agree. You know, you have to treat others how you wish to be treated. And I definitely think that um, I have one employee and... I'm very flexible and at the same time I will say oh I'm just popping out if anything comes up can you and you know we work really well in that way um which does is a sign of relief that we have that flexibility um together because it's both, we, we both need it and we both want that as well Yes, absolutely right. And um, another thing as well that I think obviously warrants touching on in this day and age as well is that you're somebody as well that in your journey before you built your own business, all of the people that you work for were women and you are a woman who has built your own successful business, won an award within your year one. And it's just a reminder, isn't it, that like 
we see a lot of sort of the, the lack of female representation sometimes in sort of senior roles within companies of all sizes and that's mm-hmm. something that we can that, that this is a prime example that we can really begin to change that over the uh, the next few months and indeed years can't we yeah and i, I don't unfortunately covid has really put that into perspective that it's not just the women who should be doing the task care you know we all kind of scared the burden of everyone having to have children at home and I do think it opened up so many more opportunities for women because everyone's being a bit more flexible um which is appealing more for women i've been very lucky and i've worked part-time since having children and they've all been very local mm. some of us you know, I remember going for an interview in London and thinking, well, I have to leave two hours before, I get home two hours after. You know, if that if it was an option to work from home at the time or even for a couple of days, I could have, you know, my whole path could have been completely different now. Um, but it wasn't available then, whereas it is now. And I think I think that is why we're seeing more women coming back. Mm. And, and there is a lot more that if I've gone to... Um, conferences it seems to be very much more women around now um anything there there seems to be more women getting involved or setting up their own businesses and becoming um more entrepreneurs um i definitely think um but mostly because of covid i think it's being allowed allowed yeah, and we talk about, don't we, whether or not the kind of like hybrid working framework, the working from home, the flexible working, whether that's going to be here to stay in the long run, just because I know a lot of established businesses are trying to bring people back into office now. But uh, this is something that's forgotten, isn't it? The sort of the multitude of new businesses that are being sprung up by people who are sort of working from home, building their businesses from their own homes. And I think that just shows, mm-hmm. doesn't it, that, you know, the flexible working framework that's going to be here for a very, very, very long time as a real legacy of the pandemic years, yeah. isn't it? Yes. I, I completely agree. And I do think it is one of the best things that have come out of COVID is allowing that flexibility and realising it worked for a lot of employers when they needed us all to work from home. Exactly. Now right. us as employees would like it, we can make it work as well. Um, and I do think that's what we need to really remember is we all were happy to work from home when the pandemic happened, um, now we should be real, you know, recognised that we can work well at home and being flexible and juggling a bit more of our life around work um, instead. And I just think that's what we can really take from it. We can, can't we? I think it's a matter of trust, isn't it, for some of the larger of businesses out there. And um, I think what we have really learned during this time is that, you know, that trust is there and that people can work from home. They don't need to be monitored in the office on a consistent basis and they can remain productive in many senses. Correct, correct. And I have always been the sort of, you know, many roles that I've been a manager and things, I've been more of a person going, get your work done. When you can't do your work, then we need to question what's happening. And if that's, you know, lack of um, time, or if it's for another reason that we can deal with it. But if you get your work done, then there's no problem with the flexibility. It works. 
exactly right. It's certainly been successful, of course, for your own business over the course of the, uh, okay. the last year or so, Ashley. And um, again, I think congratulations is in order for that award in year one. It's an absolutely fantastic achievement, of course. And uh, Thanks very much. Um, with that, um, obviously, sort of under your belt now and you're sort of looking ahead to the uh, the future and hopefully even more success. Um, I'd be interested yeah. to sort of understand just before we finish up on the show today, um, what's next for sort of you and Feather Fa- Payroll Solutions and what are you really hoping to achieve over just this next year to start with? Yeah, I think um, we, um, we've we been working um, quite well with obviously the industry that is um, messaging staff. Um, the plan is we're, there's a lot of companies now offering member benefits and things like that. So it's just really talking to businesses who um, possibly might offer it as a service, which is becoming more of a thing. People receiving benefits, if that be money towards childcare costs, um, to be able to offer our advice um, and service to those people. Mm. Um, but we also, there is other industries out there that need help. We work um, with some clients within the um, grooming industry. Um, and again, another industry who employs staff um, that have always done a sort of a cat and hand thing. So it's really just educating people that possibly never really thought that payroll is such an important, um, not only to them as employers, but also to employees. And it's just really educating everybody a bit more and hopefully helping along the way. Yeah, absolutely. So plenty to be getting your teeth stuck into over the course of the, uh, yeah. the next year then, um, Ashley, of course. And uh, like I say, I'd, I'd relish the opportunity even to catch up with you in future on the programme, maybe sort of um, a few months or a year from now and just see how it's all coming along for you and how everything's uh, going. That would be hopefully. fantastic, yeah. It certainly would be. And uh, just a reminder to all listeners tuning in today that, you know, if you have been listening into us and you are interested in finding out more about Feather Payroll and the services that it provides, then uh, the best port of call, I believe, Ashley, featherpayroll.com. Is that right? That's correct, yeah. Okay, fantastic. So do feel free to, uh, to take a look at that. And just a reminder as well that if you are a business owner or the head of an organisation or school or anything yourself and you feel that you have your own story to come and share with us here at the Leaders' Council, then you can do just that. You too can apply to beyond the programme, just as Ashley has been today, by leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply and share that story on the air with us. Um, Until next time, you've been listening to the Leaders Council podcast with your host, Scott Challoner, and our guest on the programme today, Ashley Biss from Feather Payroll Solutions. I do hope you've all enjoyed the programme. Do take care and goodbye.